Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of Why has Donald Trump been recommending the so-called vaccines? Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. Hello, my friends. Recently, my New Yorker friends Michelangelo and I were speculating about the question I've already mentioned. Why has Trump been recommending these experimental drugs called vaccines? We go into, in part, even new territory on this subject. And in addition, we talk about other issues relevant to our period of time. Here's the conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, Michelangelo. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great, David. It's great to be talking to you. Well, let's get right to the subject because this is something a bit pressing for a lot of people, yeah. at least for Trump supporters. Yeah. As yeah. you know about, I think it's about a week ago, 10 days, I forget exactly when, when Trump had a rally and he came out speaking in favor of the vaccines and he was actually booed by his own public. Now, Michelangelo, yeah. you were away in Florida. Uh, yeah. at, a, at a seminar. I know we haven't spoken in weeks, but I was thinking when that happened, I want to get Michelangelo's take on this. Why do you think he would do that? At one of his, he didn't even have to mention vaccines at that rally, but he mentions them getting booed by everybody. Why do you think he did that? Well, that's a, that's a thorny question. I, I had, I mean, I did make a note of it and it, it just sort of jotted it down in the inconsistencies column, if you know what I mean. But, yes. um, Yeah, you know, it's we've talked about the sort of the uh, this what we could construe as being kind of a, a secondary agenda here. The 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 previous notion that Trump went ahead with Operation Warp Speed so that these things could be rolled out immediately without you know official sanction and only under yes. emergency use authorization and all those types of things. So there's certainly some evidence to suggest that there's something else going behind on behind the scenes. Um, perhaps it was just the idea that he wanted to bring it out in the, uh, a forum of that nature to demonstrate the, the overwhelming disapproval of the notion. Does that make sense? You know, the, the, the uh, sense that, you know, that if, if maybe it had been, it gives us, it certainly gives us a, uh, a perspective on what his his people think about the subject and they're you know and if we're to believe that the the overwhelming majority of the country were in that camp and i think that's also a reasonable supposition based on yes. everything i've read and seen that perhaps it was to illustrate to the traditional media whether or not they wanted to acknowledge it or not that this is the reality that the vast majority of the country is dead set against this agenda in any way shape or form you know, that's I interesting. Know. I don't have that on my list because I have a list of nine different possibilities here, but that, <laughs> okay. that's number 10. Okay. Well, well, share your nine with me then. <laughs> okay. Number 10. Now, I will say, I will start with, with your number 10 here. Okay. Uh, you know, on the one hand, I understand that, why he want to bring it out, like, you know, point out that so many people are against it. But then the other side would say, look, all those dumb Trump supporters are against it. And even oh, the gonna... stupid Trump 
is is right about the vaccines, but look how dumb yeah. his supporters are. So they could it could be turned against them. Of course, yeah. Of now course. I'll yeah. tell you the reason, and these aren't all my reasons only. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One person uh, just said, "Well, he's Trump's just a little dumb, and he's just old, and he just you know believes in vaccines, and he just ha he hasn't caught on yet that they're dangerous." But he but never, wait, but he never did. That's the whole point. Before all this, go ahead. Yeah, but then to think that by now, considering all the people that worked with him. And are speaking out against the vaccines. The thought that none of them would explain that to him, that he's so dumb, he just can't get it. But besides all the scientific evidence, right, coming up yeah. from one doctor after the other, that he's so dumb and so out of things that he just doesn't realize it yet. I reject that simply because it can't be. No, Plus, you know, practically, it would be so improbable. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that because I, I just love Trump and, oh, he can't be that dumb. No, in some things, maybe he could be. But in something like that, I just can't imagine it. I really no, – I, probability no. under 1% because, you know, for me, it's always a probability yeah. question. Yeah. Now, a second thing could be that all his closest counselors are all liars, and mm -hmm. they're all like deep state liars. But at this point, I don't think we can go along with that either. I think, you know, it, uh, I don't, I really don't think so. When you have people mm -hmm. like Michael Flynn and his brother, his brother, Joseph Flynn, even criticized Trump in a tweet saying okay. Trump should not have you know, spoken in favor of vaccines. So you have people even like in the Flynn brothers or Ezra Cohen, you know who he is, talking against vaccines and things. So yeah. it can't be that he's just surrounded by liars. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that can't be either. OK, no. Possibility three. And this is more frightening for Trump people. In actuality, Trump is actually one of the evil deep state creatures. But the whole plan was to pit some deep state creatures against another one, Trump, and make it look like it's two different sides to then try to rope everybody into getting the vaccine. So he's really an evil person. OK. I don't believe that either. No. That sound yeah. I, I, what, what, what probability? Of less than 1%, I'd say. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right. Okay, now here's another possibility. It might shock you that I even say this, but I kind of like to touch all bases, even all 10 of them here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the vaccines really are good. <laughs> My wife at first said that. She said, well, you know, you know, who knows? Uh, maybe he just knows that. But first he said he's just dumb. And then, well, maybe vaccines are good. But then she said, well, no, that's not true. <laughs> she, she realized that immediately. It was just like a spontaneous that's thing. preposterous, yeah. Yeah, in other words, that's not going to be either. Okay. Now we get to the deeper stuff. Okay. Okay. First of all, maybe I shouldn't take them quite in order or make them save the best for last to say. Well, one person right, said, okay, maybe he's being threatened that the deep state said, if you don't, if you say anything against vaccines, if you don't speak out in form, then we're going to kill you and your entire family and all your friends. But I said, if that were the case, then we wouldn't be in the situation now because they've been threatening that for years, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that seems preposterous to me as well. And he's I mean, the the most protected person on the face of the earth. You know, there's evidence yeah. for that, you know, so I don't think that. Okay. Now, here's an interesting possibility. My wife came up with this one, and I hadn't mm -hmm. thought of this. She mm -hmm. said, okay, suppose back way back when he did take a vaccine, and as some people say, this can change your mind. Suppose something mm -hmm. affected his mind because he took the vaccine. Could be, or, but, you know, uh, go ahead. I don't... Go ahead. I mean, I think all the, the top people and the celebrities are, are, are just getting saline or, you know, 
placebos. I don't think any of them are actually getting the real deal. Oh, well, no, wait. I wouldn't agree with that because in any group, you're going to have <laughs> – you know, you have some celebrities that do it and it's just fake and others that really do believe in vaccines. Yeah. But I mean, but they wouldn't have any idea that they would be getting it if it were just a placebo or saline. unless. Yeah, but maybe Trump at the time he got it didn't realize all of these things because we're going yeah. back here. Sure. So that's sure. You know, and maybe a change. I mean, that, I don't believe that, but I that gets a more. I don't know, maybe it gets a one point five percent. That's a little and maybe even yeah. two or three. I don't know. OK, now here comes. The final ones here. Uh, okay, now here's one. They've calculated, maybe using some quantum computer or whatever, the Trump supporters in general, they don't want vaccines. No matter what he says, they're not going to get them. Yeah. But people that are more to the left and a little on the fence with vaccines, if Trump says get them, they're going to think, well, I'm not going to get them if he says that. And so he could be saving lives by saying that. Sure, that's a possibility. You know, they calculate, they think, well, okay. We'll, we can save maybe 10,000 lives if he speaks – and, you know, the Trump supporters aren't in danger of getting them because they know that they don't want them. But he could be saving some people on the fence or leftists. What percentage of probability would you give to that one? I don't know, maybe 15, 20? Yeah, I would say about the same thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, now here are the two. Here's where it gets most interesting, I think. Yeah. And one of them is uh, – pretty frightening and the other is more natural one we're going into the woo as cliff high said you know the more mysterious stuff yeah. suppose trump like many world leaders knows that this is part of an alien plan and that really even the good aliens they know that a lot of people simply must die and so this right. really should be done and so he's right. saying it because he's thinking well the people that go along with vaccines the sheep these people should pass on to the next life the next level and so that's why he's saying it yeah what probability well, would you give that? Well, you know, that's the whole eschatological angle, isn't it? You know, yes. If you believe that there is an element of destiny here with respect to the the continued survival of this particular species on this planet, then you, you would might. I mean, I would be inclined to think that a lot of different things could serve that same end. So that, to me, doesn't sound as far fetched as some of the other ones. I, what I percentage with, would you give? that one uh, maybe 40 percent wow okay well now my last theory because that was a theory of mine here comes my theory that nobody that i know of nobody has said this i mean i follow okay. all these different people scott mckay you know etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah yeah but the the first thing i thought when i saw that heard him say it i thought first of all he no almost no doubt knew for a fact if he says something in favor of vaccines people are gonna not like the idea that could be, as you say, you know, because of the media, but then the media could twist that around. I thought, suppose this is the case. Suppose the plan does not include Trump for the future. And it may be, it, maybe it never did. Yeah. For example, military takeover, they want to install somebody else, but Trump is not going to play that role. And yeah. he, he has to find a way be, to, to smoothly get out of the whole thing. Now, right. when the military takes over, once it's proven the election fraud, you say, yes, now finally we have Trump again. However, mm -hmm. if he speaks out again and again in favor of vaccines, because I've seen this in forums, people saying, well, Trump was a great president. However, if he supports vaccines, then I'm against him there. Well, maybe he is just getting old. In other words, I've noticed a sort of backlash that mm -hmm. even people that like him and think he was a great president think, well, OK, if he goes, it's no big deal. Maybe he's preparing his own retirement or his own leaving the, the presidency. 
and that right. would make it smoother by doing sure. that. Yeah, I mean, the only argument I might offer in, in, Please. In, is the idea that he's already announced that he's planning on running in 2024. So, but well, that can but, be, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, I know. But when when the big military takeover comes, yeah. all bets are off for election in 2022, 2024, you name it. I mean, there's going to sure. first of all have to be another, I think, probably another presidential election, and yeah. once that's the case, then it's going to go on from there for four years. And I mean the for externals, they have to say, oh, yes, I'm doing this to support candidates for 2022. And yes, in 2024, I'll be back then. They have to say mm -hmm. that to make the reality show look real. Okay. Well, but I, that seems reasonable to me. Yeah, I don't believe at all that this is all about just preparing the terrain for 2024. So, I mean, so much is going to happen by then. And so much yeah. will happen. The election fraud will be proven. I think the military yeah. is going to have to call a new election. Uh yeah. And then I, I personally think there's a very good chance Trump won't be the candidate there. Yeah. Well, we've already talked about the idea of him being sort of a, a president pro tem, you know, for the uh, for the new person to come in, whoever that might be. You know? Yes. So that, would that would certainly be consistent with that, I think. And um, but will they announce and this they can't announce. I think the big truths and this is our my frustration in any case. If it be true that yeah. Biden never really was legally inaugurated, or if it was, or if he was just a parallel president, and yeah. Trump was inaugurated, the military cannot yeah. step in, and Trump cannot get up and say, "Hey, people, guess what? This was all a show just to sway you, to sway some of you know the leftists." And really, yeah. I've been president all along. They cannot say that. Not anytime soon. Maybe in twenty or thirty years. So, in other words, yeah. we'll never know the truth of what's been going on. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you don't think that the the veil falling would include such a? a well, let me uh, ask you how. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they come out and they tell the truth, and let's assume that's the truth. They say, you know, what's been going on? This has all been a reality show, basically, because we yeah. didn't let Biden really be inaugurated. Didn't you notice yeah. the signs? Didn't you notice it was an inaugurated too soon? Didn't you notice that the video was inauguration was really edited? I noticed signs of that. It wasn't live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, you noticed no. that. There's one point where in a split second, two women changed positions like three meters. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I saw yeah. it, yeah. And so obviously this was pre-recorded and edited, but put out as something live. And people, do you think it would come out and say, uh, and look, the White House, the lights were off for the first two months. They, the lights went off every night at 11 o'clock for the first two months. They're gonna, But imagine a laughing Trump. Hey, people, didn't you notice all the signs? That was all fake. Biden wasn't inaugurated. I was president the whole time. I signed the Insurrection Act on 11th of January, whenever. He can't say yeah. that. I mean, the left would explode and the right would say, what, you've been lying to us? You've put us through hell? We've been living <laughs> in total fear because yeah. you want to put on your show? They could never, ever admit that. Yeah, you're probably right. And yet it would have been totally legal if he signed the Insurrection Act. There are provisions for doing just such a thing and it would save the country that would be the great justification It'd be totally justified but they could yeah. never tell the people that yeah and therefore they won't tell the people so we never get to know the whole truth huh uh, well no oh no wait there's hope <laughs> don't you remember you remember when jfk died I remember as a yeah. kid, you remember shortly thereafter, I don't know, maybe it was in the Warren Commission, they were saying, yes, uh, there's some things they're not revealing, but they will reveal the truth in 80 years. And I was calculating, oh, I'm going to be 88. Well, then maybe I'll find out the truth. It's going to be something <laughs> like that. Because let's face it, even in 30 years, 
the young people say, uh, what was that about Trump? What was going on back then? <laughs> it could well be, right? <laughs> and nobody's going to give a damn yeah. anymore. And uh, okay, uh, maybe Trump will be long dead by then, of course. Yeah. And yeah. the country will have been saved. Uh, may, okay, yeah. maybe if the aliens come back and more revelations, or then maybe they can announce it sooner in only a year yeah. or two. But there's no yeah. way they come back and say what's happening. And I personally think with over 50% probability, that is what's happening. I think it's a big uh, game show, if you will. Now, yeah. true, they're victims because with these jabs, many people are, are dying and being hurt, but they're victims of war, which suggests to me that if they didn't do it this way, we could even have nuclear war because the deep state still has certain means right. and certainly opportunity, I would say, mm -hmm. and, and, and great motive to do as much damage as they can. Mm -hmm. But what if it's a, what if it's about a threshold of consciousness on one level that those who have succumbed to the chicanery are not meant to evolve to whatever the next level of being might be, you know, uh, uh, not, you know, not necessarily yes. you know, a, an ascension yes. type of, of, of uh, event, but, but just something that says, all right, individuals who have the perception to, to realize this for what it is are clearly people that are fit to enter the new galactic brotherhood. <laughs> Uh, along those lines yeah right. you can uh, you can you can say oh you're full of crap that's right oh no 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 well first of all i never say that to anybody <laughs> i deal with what is said and i deal with that you know that's a principle of mine uh not because i'm really so stoic but yeah. because i know how easy it is just to attack and so i i'm stoic in that sense <laughs> uh yes there is that possibility if there's any instinctive rejection of that in my feeling yeah. It's because basically, despite what some people might accuse me of, I'm basically a very modest person. And I know yeah. the dangers of thinking, well, and you know, well, I can give hundreds of examples of this. Well, yes, we belong to the elite. We're the ones that are supposed to survive. It's, you know, it's Jehovah's Witnesses. It's the it's the Mormons. Oh, yeah. It's the Christians. It's so many. And so, you know, we're the, now that could well be. I mean, as far as the, the new age that is coming, I feel a. I'll be much more at home there than in the old age, let me tell you. Yeah. Or then at, at old age in general. <laughs> I should put it that way. But, uh, you know, I'm always very wary of these things. Well, you know, we're somehow superior. And I think in that sense, objectively, I think we are. I think we recognize much more than the average person. And I think there's much evidence for that. It's like Will Sonnet, you know, no brag, just fact. But... I'm always wary of having myself thinking, oh, I'm just superior to them because that can lead down really bad paths and paths of vanity. And I don't feel vain in that respect. You know, I, I, well, distinguish, I don't think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily, a, you know, a, a question of vanity, although it certainly, I uh, know, but be, it can, obviously. you can slip into that easily. That's yeah, my point. Sure. Absolutely. There was a meme I came across and I don't know how, 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 uh, Bond you are of memes, but uh, I've got it on the screen here. Let me just share it with you. Okay. It says, the ones that can see the deception and rebel against the system are not always the type of people you would expect. To be able to see through the illusion does not depend on how intelligent or educated you are. It depends on your level of consciousness. So there's that word again. Some of the most educated people could be the most indoctrinated. They can be so stuck in belief systems and thought patterns that it is hard for them to change perspectives. Yes. The ones that are standing up 
and speaking out are the conscious people, the sensitive ones, the observers, the intuitives, the ones that reach that level of awareness to perceive and acknowledge the suppression and enslavement. They have become immune to mind control and manipulation. I think that's right. the key. Yes. Is they're risking their reputations. You've certainly done that. I've done that. The relationships with family and friends by not partaking and contributing to the agenda of the system by choosing differently for their freedom, for everyone's freedom. I thought that was quite uh, It puts succinct. it very well. Yeah. And yes, yeah. I, I definitely think it's true. And uh, yeah. this is, uh, yeah, this is part of my August depression when now it's already September. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, not a big depression, nothing like that. I've never been, you know, except for the death of my mother, I've never been really seriously depressed in that sense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I could call it an August depression because I was just seeing, uh, as we talked about before we began recording this yeah. session, uh, how people can be just so low and so, and even in difficult times, just not seeing certain things and then fighting against those who do see certain things and want to try to help them. It's uh, it really is depressing, but you have to push on. Yeah. And uh, basically, this well, this is a war. I mean, it really is a war. And you think about oh, it. I, I, agree. I, I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't. There's a four part series called The Devil's Brigade. You know what The no. Devil's Brigade? It was it was the first regiment of special forces, like the first real special forces that was uh, formed in the Second World War. Yeah. Canadian, some Canadian troops and some American troops. And these were like the highest trained people in the world. And then they were, mm -hmm. you know, sent on impossible missions, you know, yeah. like conquering some mountaintop stronghold of the Germans. It looked totally impossible, but they, but they managed to do it. And by watching that, I was thinking, yeah, that's what the real war, the real kinetic warfare looks like. But you think yeah. about that, you get up the mountaintop and, mountaintop and you start just shooting German soldiers. And you know that they're mostly just recruits and everything. You know, I mean, they're, uh, excuse me, they're, uh, they've been drafted. Yeah, but you have to murder people. Yeah. You know, these people were, were trained to kill as quickly and effectively as possible. And that's what this gets to. You know, when the worldviews diverge and we have one group against the other, that's what leads to wars. And then where they're killing each other. Yeah. And it's really, really sad and tragic. But there are times when you see no other way out because there isn't. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you're, you're toast. You're going to be you have your liberties taken away, your free, freedoms taken away from your liberty. And uh, and you'll probably be killed then if you look at now with the genocidal plan or back with Hitler. And so we have to be once again killing each other. That is so tragic. Yeah. Yeah. And forget, you know, the fact that they attack you on Facebook or, or whatever, or, you know, you lose friends. I mean, uh, that's nothing compared to things that it could turn into. And yet, why do human beings have this in them that they can't simply follow a path of reason and evidence and respect for other people, listen to what they say, deal with what they say, don't, you know, uh, uh, devolve into insults and vile attacks? What is it in the human being that makes them so low? I mean... You see what I mean? Yeah. And I don't put I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I kind of see myself as, you know, average human being or what an average human being should be like. But then I look and I see these vile rats running around. I think, my God, these are these people call themselves human. I know that sounds arrogant, but I, I don't know if I'm getting this across. I don't feel arrogant at all. And I don't think I am. Yeah, no, I don't think you're arrogant. You, you see the difference. I'm just a person trying to get closer to the truth. I never say I have the truth. I'm trying to get closer yeah. to the truth. 
I reason, I use my mind for that, I look for evidence, I listen to what the other person says. I don't care if it's a, a drunk bum on the street. If I get in a conversation, I'll listen politely to what that person says. If I don't agree with it, I'll give them the reasons why. What's so difficult about that? Why do we have to get into insulting each other? What, what the devil is going on in the human mind? Please, Professor. Yeah. Explain it. Because <laughs> I'm at a loss. Sometimes I feel like I'm at a Okay, I do understand if I really got into it. But give me your point of view here. What's this all about? Well, see, for me, um, I'll, just, I'll just look at the, the bigger picture here for a second. I mean, I, I've asked my, my own inner guides, however we want to term that, you know, all along, you know, whether Mary Elizabeth and I would be you know, um, arrested or jailed or, you know, um, e exiled or executed or anything else during all this time. And I've been reassured that's not the case. Yeah. But I also firmly feel, and I don't know how if you, if you feel this as well, that this is not the first time that we have confronted something of this nature. Yeah. And so from yes. that perspective, uh, even though things seem quite grim, and even though it would it would appear that uh, humanity is divided against itself, which certainly I, I don't think there's any argument about that, uh, that this is all the the chaos that is requisite in order to bring this the evil of this agenda to the fore to such a degree that it will no longer be escapable yes yes i mean i don't know if, i don't know if you feel that way as well but um, uh yes seeing the bigger picture uh, i do of course yeah uh yeah, I, yeah it's uh, it's more the individual level i'm talking about you know we know people yeah. maybe that, yeah, were even, know. that were friends and and highly intelligent people and they can still fall for all that you think i mean it shouldn't surprise me i, I learned hypnosis at a young age i know that some people yeah. are just easily hypnotizable and I know that two-thirds of the people go along with what the system tells them. Yeah. Mainstream media, et cetera. Studies have shown that. Studies done decades ago. I know these things. But you're, you're kind of shocked when you see that happening among friends because when you have friends, you kind of think that they're in your level in that sense, right? That they, they can yeah. recognize. And then you realize, well, and some things are my level and some things are beyond me maybe in their knowledge. But then we get down to such things that should be basic. They're still sheep. It's, it's a yeah. disappointment. You know. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I know Mary Elizabeth has certainly seen it with, you know, uh, a group that she's been close with for many years that yeah. she's decidedly on the outside looking in because they have all, you know, they have all succumbed to this. And uh, while there haven't been any discussions and she hasn't really, you know, sundered herself from the group, you know, there's certainly this sense that, you know, and this is, a, you know, this is a spiritual group. So, I mean, you would think that they would be more self-aware. But right. they're not. They're not. And yeah. I, again, I can only see it, however dispassionately we want to view it, as as some kind of winnowing out process that is going to happen, whether we like it or not. And uh, you know, I, again, uh, without yeah. wanting to develop into cliche, I've I've heard the the three third dimensional versus fifth dimensional consciousness thing bandied about a great deal. You know that. Yeah. And these are people who, for whatever reason. You know, maybe they self-selected before they incarnated to be part of a an object lesson, you know, or to 
to voluntarily sacrifice themselves. And so they've done so. And they, yeah. they can't be dissuaded from it because they, they, and who knows, maybe they're being programmed on a subliminal level like Cliff High is suggesting is happening. Um, yeah. You know, they, they have um, made their choice. And that's a, that's a painful thing. And I, mean, I must admit, I haven't confronted it all that much myself. I've been very forthright in telling my, my family where I stand. And, you know, my little sister, yes. as I said, has gone 180 degrees in her, her perspective. And I know that at least one of my other sisters has. But beyond that, I don't really know what anybody else is thinking, you know. And uh, I, haven't, but I haven't tried to um, convince too many people on any social media of my perspective either. Yeah. So I can understand it must be tremendously frustrating for you. I know my friend Elliot, the, the protester, the political puppeteer, has lost so many friends, you know, because mm -hmm. he's he's constantly fighting with people on on Facebook, and uh, you know, and it's very painful. But but again, yes. I, I see it as this. There's just this. Um, again, maybe this is the inevitability of what you've talked about: the idea that there is a recognition on some level far beyond our comprehension. That this this planet, this species, is at a is at a watershed in its history, and there will be those who will make that leap, who have, who have, who, as the little meme says, who are immune to the manipulation, and who have seen the bigger picture, and who are steadfast, and there are those who will not make it, who will be left behind. Yeah, and that's and no amount of persuasion will will convince them, and their only recourse. Maybe because on some subliminal level they know that they're on the wrong side of history is to defend their seemingly indefensible position, which is much ranker and 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 vile, you know, and vile as they can, you know, because they have nothing else to support it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but of yeah, of course uh, it does. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. I don't want to say here that. Uh, Definitely, that's the case. But you're not saying that either. I think that's no, uh, no, no, no. quite a a, a, a a probability, a, a possibility to be taken quite seriously. Yeah, I mean, have you? Uh, we, we were originally going to talk about psychics on this chat, and have you have you tried to tune into any of them to see what they're saying? I mean, the few uh, little things, the few little things that I've seen are all yes. extremely optimistic along the lines of, oh well, you know, there's. There's the white hats and the black hats, and the white hats are doing this, and you know, and yes, and let's going according to plan, and yeah, know. I know, but I mean, you know, <laughs> there's just some political commentators who are saying that they could be getting that from uh, from those people sure. with the psychics, and this is a bit more of the same. It's a shame because it had a really good introduction plan of how we get in the psychic thing, but let's just combine it with the other things because this, I think, is an interesting conversation. Let's combine yeah. the psychic thing here. Okay, yeah. you know Bashar, and I don't mean al-Assad in Syria. I mean the guy who channels the alien. I don't, but go ahead. And oh, you don't? That. Oh, my. Oh, well, I thought no, you no. would. Oh, really? No. Uh, his name is Daryl Anka. He used to work in Hollywood as a what, what uh, doing graphics or something like that. Yeah, but then yeah. he saw a UFO when he was like in his 20s, I think. And then he started receiving channeled messages. Yeah. Extremely interesting stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And some of the most fascinating are things that most people don't even notice. As Daryl Anke speaks with one voice and Bashar, his voice changes. He's in, in a trance, right? He goes into trance okay. for this. Yeah, sort and, of like Edgar Casey. Yes. But the interesting thing is people can ask him questions. He will answer. He will talk like 
all together, maybe for an hour and a half, he never corrects himself. You know how when we're talking and we might say, put, throw in things like, you know, or you say something, you say, yes. oh, I mean this, you correct yourself. Sure, never. Sure. You know how difficult yeah. that is to be speaking quickly for a long time and never have to do that. I really do think he is channeling. However, yeah. oh, I also remember yeah. December 2019, people always ask you at the end of the year, what's the next year going to be like? I'll, my yeah. wife and I saw this. We were really impressed. We saw it like four, five months after December 2019. Yeah. In his trance, first of all, he looked even more serious as if he didn't want to say everything he saw. But yeah. he said, uh, I, I won't put it as eloquently as he did. I'm trying to piece it together here. But he compared it to like a, a, a hurricane and he talked about the eye of the storm. He said, there's some really big things coming and people are going to feel torn in all directions. But remember, stay in the eye of the storm and just observe what's happening. That's mm -hmm. the best advice I give you. When we heard that months later. We both said, that's exactly the perfect advice to be giving somebody, you know, months ago, December 2019. But yeah. obviously he didn't want to say everything he saw. Since then, it's interesting because I looked up recently in his site. He's not talking about these things at all. Oh. At least not that, that I could divine. And my yeah. question would be, all these people with great psychic ability or, or channels, they should be talking every day about this because we're living in a time of greatest fear, greatest uncertainty, when thousands of questions are out there. And these psychics, even good ones or good channelers, are avoiding these topics. But that led me to the thought, suppose they all see it's going to be a bad time and millions and millions are going to die, but we just can't tell the people that. Yeah, sure. Again, that's, that's a possibility. The eschatological perspective. Yeah. Another possibility, mm -hmm. that's the first thing I said to my wife, <laughs> could it simply be that these people are afraid of losing their income? Because, of course, when you get the New Age channels, and you know psychics and such i think there are probably yeah. more people who both left than both right in such groups in general yeah probably yeah and so if they start talking in a in a, any kind of pro-trump or pro-alliance fashion they're going to lose over half their income yeah could be and could be a lot of them just don't want to lose the income so they prefer to, to avoid the subject i would call that cowardice and well, i'd come yeah. right if any psychics are listening i'll call it cowardice because I'm just made, maybe made of different stuff, no matter what I have to risk. If I see genocide taking place, I'm going to speak out and do whatever I can. If I live in an environment where I'd be killed for doing it, I'm going to be, I'm going to be part of the underground. That's just the way I'm made. But not everybody's made I, the same way in that sense. you know. No, that's how I feel precisely. Yeah, exactly uh, the same way. Maybe it's generational, maybe because we had, you know, <laughs> uncles, whatever, World War II. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't know either. As I said, I, I never thought of myself as a fierce person in, in that regard, but I have become extremely fierce, even if it's, you yeah. know, it hasn't actually translated into confrontations per se, but in my thinking and in, in, in private communications with people that I know, I mean, there's simply no... Um, there's no ambiguity about anything I have to say. I mean, I, I, my position is very clear and I, I, I make no bones about telling people what I think, you know, so, yeah, um, yeah. and I know you, you feel exactly the same way. Oh yes. Um, yeah. See, I haven't paid a lot of attention to psychics. I usually have a great deal of difficulty with channeled stuff because often yeah. it's extremely, extremely vague. And, um, 
Oh, of so, course, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, there are good psychics out there. Oh, it's yeah, might, maybe sure. only one in five or one in ten that's a really good psychic, but they're out yeah. there. And you would think, for example, there's a site. Do you know this Rumor Mill News? Uh, again, that? I may have come across it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What it is is a collection site for articles in different places. You know, not uh-huh. you have to get permission to. Po- I'd like to post my podcast on there, but I don't know how to contact the people. I haven't looked into it too deeply. But they'll say, yes, this is happening. This is happening. Some of this stuff connects to these, like this Michael Baxter. I did a. I don't know if you know who he is. He's from Real no, World no, News, and he's the yeah. guy putting these stories out there. You know, Bill Gates has been arrested, and and here are the details of his tribunal in Guantanamo, and his whole story about how he was crying like a baby, and the judge advocate general told him this, and then he got mad. Bill, Ga- you know, total nonsense. Yeah. Because first of all, I don't think they're having any secret trials right now for people like Bill Gates yet anyway. And if they are, they're top secret and they're not going to be leaking them to only one source, some guy named Michael Baxter, whose photo you can't even find. And he has one website. I mean, this is total nonsense. And yet you have Trump supporters believing it. Okay, in real world news, they might have something connecting to him. I just don't even look at that. Or if I do, if I want to laugh. But other things are very good. It might be like Carrie Mullis. In other words, it's it's a collection place for links supporting uh what would you say the the anti-establishment worldview anti-establishment being yeah i'm on the page now looking at it yeah that's what it's yeah it's very good because you'll see some things it's a uh, that's the first place i go every day and i know how to distinguish between the good stuff and the bad stuff sometimes if i don't it's something new i'll hear it i think this is garbage or oh this is really interesting but there they often put up things by psychics for example, oh. before the inauguration, they had some co- person who laid the cards, and she was really pretty good, but she was predicting that Biden would never be inaugurated. Then she disappeared when he was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But some of the other things she said, I think, were pretty much on the mark. It's almost as if they, you know, I, I maybe they put up a psychic, but he's like a religious person. He talks about, you know, revelations and all that kind of stuff, more like the, the hellfire and brimstone type stuff. But where are the yeah. serious psychics? Because I know that a certain percentage population are psychic. What are they all channeling? They should all be getting together saying, okay, this is what I channeled. This is what I channeled. You you think you would hear much more about these people. And they've all gone into hibernation when we need them the most. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't given. I mean, certainly I could could say that so many of astrologers have been captured by this mainstream narrative. You and I have discussed that. Oh, my God. That is so disgusting. uh, Yeah. I mean, the... uh, on that uh, that one group that we're on, you know, that certainly seems as if the the admin is is decidedly not. <laughs> he he seems to be quite firmly in the counter narrative camp, but so many have been. And again, you gotta really wonder what what they're thinking. I mean, I I always have trouble uh, with the whole um, predictive aspect of it too, you know, because there's oh, everything course, is yeah. open to, everything's open to interpretation, and so. I try not to get into that myself, but certainly uh, there's any number of other colleagues of ours who have no trouble saying what they think is going to happen. Well, yeah, what I was always against is the prostitution of astrology. In other words, for example, you hate Hitler, so you get his chart and then you use his chart to prove how bad he was. Yeah. Now, of course, Hitler was bad. I don't think many people can say, oh, he was a good guy. No, let's face it. Hitler was uh, pretty evil. Uh, Let's face it. Killed millions of people. You know, that that alone. Uh, But nonetheless, when you look at a chart, you should try to take it 
to another level because let's face it, there could have been a child born in that same minute as Hitler. He has the same chart and he turned out to be not such a bad person. That's quite yeah, yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed your podcast on that because I, I would tend to agree with you. I mean, it's, it's difficult not to fall into that trap. You know, uh, of course it is. Well, then they do yeah. it with Trump. You know, how many times have you seen Trump is so bad? Let's look, oh, look at that. This proves this proves he's a liar, right? This proves that he's a, I mean, this is prostituting astrology to confirm one's own beliefs. And it's, uh, I know it's easy for, when I was a beginner, I fell in the trap too. I saw Hitler start, oh, look, there's evidence that he's bad. It, it took years of maturing as astrologer to realize that what Thomas Ring taught me through his books, and that pretty much from the beginning, that the yeah. ethical level you cannot see in a chart, just like you can't see the sex, whether it's male or female, you cannot tell the ethical level of a person. And that's a great truth that many astrologers, not most, haven't realized yet. But it's totally yeah. logical because this phenomenon, you would have three kids born in the same hospital the same second they take their first breath. And yet there are three different people, three different you know sets of you know, genes, you know, genetic makeup, and three different families. And one turns out good and one turns out bad. Uh, yeah. If I were a criminal, you would look at my chart and explain why I'm a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And if I were a total saint, you could explain that as well. I think most charts are... You know what woke me up there to that too on a practical level? Once I was looking at a chart in the beginning, like I, I, just in astrology for a year or so, I just picked up this chart or whatever that I'd done months before. Thought, oh boy, this must be a criminal. All these tensions. It was Albert Schweitzer, the great doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, huh? yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All these tensions, and I thought this guy must be real evil. But no, he was a great. He was like a saint. And that yeah, showed me well, practically. We... Oh, I should have looked at the name on the chart first, and then realized. <laughs> oh well, you can't tell the ethical level. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. I mean, I don't think you can discern the the soul in the in the chart of course you know, not. Big, no big, yeah big, i mean because and again it has a great deal to do as, as i know you know with with the level of, of consciousness of the person you know Jung yeah, certainly right. talked about that idea that if you're of lack of certain consciousness then maybe you're going to be experiencing something outwards as a as a fated event but if yeah. if your consciousness is more evolved then it maybe it's a conflict that it takes place on the inner level in a dream or something you know so uh you know, Michelangelo, you being a, a fellow musician and a really yeah. excellent singer, if yeah. I were envious, I would, you know, envious by nature, I would envy you for that. <laughs> but I'm not envious. Well. I just think it's great <laughs> that you're a great singer. But oh, thank you. As you were talking, I got this idea in my mind: what we're going through with the people attacking us for abuse and well, vaccines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This yeah. reminds me of when I studied music. I was there at Westchester, uh -huh. near Philadelphia. Uh -huh. Do you remember the phenomenon? I'm sure you saw this too, about how petty musicians can be. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I Absolutely. remember, for example, all it took was one of our number to, you know, be in our class to be a really, really good pianist. And this yeah. wasn't me. You know, this wasn't, this, I didn't start, it was like 14, 15. There were people much better than I was. But occasionally yeah. you'd have somebody, I remember this one girl, she was still in high school, but she was studying there. I think she was only 16, but she was really, really good. And I remember some of the comments people made about her. It was just pure envy. Yeah. And I thought this was so low back then. I thought, hey, she plays better than I do. And this is great that somebody plays so well. And she's a nice person, too. She became a friend of mine. Yeah. And yet I noticed from these musicians that they, anybody that was obviously better than they were, they would find 100 reasons to pull them down. 
Oh, well, his his rubato just wasn't really, or he plays Bach like it's it's Mozart, you know, stuff like that. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you fools. And it's the same thing we're seeing today. These people that are insecure, they want to be right in everything. And, you know, how many times have you heard people criticize Horowitz? Oh, yeah. I remember, you know, Vladimir Horowitz, for you listeners don't know who he is, one of the greatest yeah. pianists ever. Yeah. But I remember back in college where people back then you could even go to a Horowitz recital, right? Remember some oh, yeah, person yeah. went there and said, yes, well, of course, he's Horowitz. He plays well. But but his Mozart, he, he plays a little too much as if it were Chopin. And I'm thinking this was even a friend of mine, one of the yeah. friends I lost through the COVID. <laughs> Interestingly. <Yeah. laughs> but But anyway. I was thinking at the time, I didn't say it, I thought, okay, and this guy's a better pianist than I was, but yeah. I thought, who are you to question Horowitz? I mean, like a 20-year-old pianist, not famous by any means, and he yeah. was talented, but he could never become famous. And yeah. here's Horowitz. First of all, how did he know what, what Mozart he played like? Nobody yeah. knows what Mozart played like. No. It might have been much more romantic than we think today, but there he is saying, yes, but he plays Mozart really too much like Chopin, I'm thinking. And you hear comments like this. You say, what the devil are these people thinking? Mm-hmm. I think well, I mean, if, when faced with the Horowitz, I think I know a lot about music and even like studied piano for years, but I, I'm so remote from a Horowitz. Yeah. Anything Horowitz does, he has the right to do just because his name is Horowitz. I'll put it that way. You know what I mean? No, but yeah, you have sure these that's... people criticizing even the greats. And, you know, sometimes, okay, Glenn Gould was exaggerations. The Appassionata Sonata, he played at half speed. I'm sure Beethoven didn't play it like that. That yeah. can be criticized, justifiably so. Well, but then you could also say... That's you an know, interpretive choice. That's, that's... Well, you could say maybe he wants to bring out certain highlights of it. He just wants to He just wants to be different. Okay, you could criticize that. But, but you know the phenomenon I mean. These people that are so envious that they try to tear down anybody that's better than they are. Sure, it stems from basic insecurity, and you you kind of have to wonder whether, on some level, these people don't don't question the choice that they've made, and so their only recourse is because I mean, let's face it: if everything that's been written about the deleterious impact of these chemical concoctions is true, the the choice they've made was, you know really a devastating one i mean oh my god oh yes so maybe that some level they they're they're all too painfully aware of it and the only way to to deal with it is to lash out at those that haven't because you know uh you know what they say of course the old cliche misery loves company right if if everybody if, if everybody takes the damn thing then we're all in the same sinking boat and that's perfectly all right but uh and they want to reassure yeah. themselves that they made the right choice by lashing out at the, at the others. Yeah. But yeah. now this is connected to a, a question. I, I'd forgotten to mention this before, but in one of the QAnon groups, not directly Q, but one, you could tell they get information. There's something being filtered through. And yeah. one question was put, I thought this was a really interesting question too. It said in the, well, it was on Telegram. It wasn't a tweet. You know, another one. Yeah. They can't be on Twitter, yeah. of, course. Yes, uh, of course. But they said, how will people in Europe, you know, in Spain, for example, civil servants comprise over 30% of the workforce. In America, it's like 3%, I believe. About oh, 30%. Okay. In France as well, high percentage. That's what socialism does. They want more and more people working for the state because then they can control them. I've said right. this for years. People, they didn't believe me when I said that. Now maybe they're starting to wake up. 
But he said, how are all these people, whether they're civil servants work for companies, especially civil servants, how are they going to feel when the economic collapse comes and they realize the pension funds are empty and the money they have saved in the bank is gone? How are they going to react? You know, yeah. this is a good question. How are people, because I think the economic collapse is coming. We're closer than we've been in our lifetimes. And I think we're at least as close as October 1929. But this collapse is going to be even worse. At least it's going to start out that way. How are these yeah. people that all their lives have been working, say, in a company or for the government, whatever, for the state, and they had to pay a lot of taxes into their pension fund thinking when I'm 60 or 65, I'm going to have my security. And then suddenly they realize all the money is gone. The system has collapsed and they're totally broke. What's going to happen then? And at the yeah. same time, many of them have dutifully and obediently received maybe three vaccines and maybe even a booster or two. And they see they're getting more and more sicknesses and they see not only have they been totally robbed, but they're now on the path towards an earlier death. How are they going to react to that? And we're talking yeah. about tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people here. What's going to happen? Yeah. Boy, I don't know. I mean. That's a scary uh, question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was my reaction, but yours was, well, gee, I don't know. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, is I this mean, the thing obviously the system re relies on people, you know, to be in these positions. And so, yes. you know, they, uh, and they, you know, what do they do? Well, they essentially, they sell their souls in order to, to get that security, you know, to receive those, uh, you know, those pay rises every now and then, you know, and to, and to have their, uh, their pension funds. So they've, they've yeah. definitely made a choice not to, uh, pursue a certain kind of individual sovereignty of course and that's the other the other the, the flip side of all this is that's precisely what these people are trying to do is destroy all the individual businesses as well you know yes. the people who yes. aren't part of the of the machine so yeah i had a thought while you were doing that what was it i can't remember um well i mean i can certainly tell you that the the uh many of the people in the healing professions here in the states and worldwide have have out of their long-standing adherence to, you know, Western allopathic medicine and the whole system, they have dutifully had these, these injections and they are now paying the price and they have been utterly abandoned by the system to which they gave their allegiance sometimes is, for 30, 30 years, 40 years, you know, they've just yeah. been, you know, they go into these, these hospitals and they say, Oh, and we don't know what's wrong with you. It's probably, you're probably having Damn. mental breakdown. Oh yeah. You, I've heard, yeah. heard stories like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's horrible. And, um, I don't know, you know, they're, they're bereft. So I can only assume that anybody that is, has been ensnared economically will have the same, same problem, you know, that they'll be up the Creek without a paddle, you know, just no, no recourse whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's a scary thought when you think of masses of people like that all over Europe, all over America, but a lot of other countries as well. How are these people going to react to all this? Yeah. Well, revolution. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, not, that would be. Are they going to keep going to work as if nothing happened? I don't think so. They're going to be no, sitting at home, depressed, so. getting more and more sick. <clears throat> what are they going to do? Uh, yeah. I mean, revolution would certainly be, you know. I mean, I, th I think I read something today that said we we're getting closer and closer to a Weimar type of 
inflation. Um, oh, of course, which yeah. Cert- which certainly led to revolution in, in Germany <laughs> 80, yeah. 90 years ago. Uh, so, uh, you know, that wouldn't be far-fetched in my opinion, that the revolution would be a natural uh, concomitant of such a <clears throat> bankrupting of the system, you know. Uh, yeah, where does it go? Well, after democracy descends into chaos, you always have the dictator. Yeah. That's the way the cycle works. Yeah. So now I'll ask you, Michelangelo, do you happen to have your crystal ball at hand? <laughs> no. I just happen to have mine here. Okay, it's imaginary, okay. but I have a good imagination. So I see it here. It's about six to seven inches in diameter, and okay. it sparkles, really. Yeah. So why don't we look into her crystal balls here and and how do you see things going? That is, when the big steps take place, how do you think that's going to play out? And I'll tell you what I see in my crystal ball, and we'll see how they might uh, overlap our predictions here. Well, again, as I said, I'm, my, my feeling is that this is not, I'm just going to, you know, just say this categorically. This is not a battle that humanity is going to lose. That's that's my personal feeling. Um, yes, uh, it's largely, I think, a, a matter of conviction, born of the fact that, as I said before, I've, I think, I've. This is why I'm here this time around. That you know, and the people that are surrounding me, including you and and many other people, this is why we have come back. Mm. This is why we have incarnated at this time is to be the the bulwark for you know uh, humanity against this tide of you know, <laughs> evil doing, for want of a better term. You know this nefarious yeah. uh, these agencies that and you know there's so many. <laughs> there's one thing I saw that shows that virtually every dystopian scenario that every human being has ever imagined intersect in this it's it's, it's like it's like it's, <laughs> it's like yes it's like it's fucked them all up into its purview so if we can imagine it right when we have successfully imagined it then i firmly believe that you know we have the capacity to defeat it now in the interim you know and were you know it things look really quite forbidding uh, I, I don't really know whether I'm qualified to make uh, any kind of real concrete predictions along that well, line. Well, look, the psychics have disappeared, so we have to fill in for them. So let's oh, give I it see. a we try. We have to fill in. All right. Well, let's give it a right. try. <laughs> right. No guarantees, so, people out there listening. No guarantees. Yeah. This is for entertainment purposes only, shall we say. Well, I remember early on when when uh, I was beginning to tune into this alternative narrative that Christiane Northrup. I don't know if you've come across her. She's one of the the disinformation dozen here in this in the states. These are all yeah. these doctors and and people that have spoken out against this fraud from from the beginning. She said that in the time of the American Revolution, that it required only three percent of the population mm. to to put that into action and to oust the British, 3% of the population. So I would venture to guess that, you know, what did I hear today? Oh, well, they've administered 3 billion bioweapon shots worldwide. Okay, well, 3 billion, that's still less than half the planet. And you can better believe that some of that 3 billion were given to more 
you know, a person more than once. So that means that 50% of the planet has not succumbed for whatever reason, whether because they're intellectually yes. discerning, whether they're intuitively, you know, uh, connected to a different reality, whether they're, they have suspicion of government, whatever it is. So the, the momentum still rests at least 50% with humanity. And so yeah. I think that we're going to see more and more uh, pushback in terms of the types of non-compliant movements that we see all over the world. Now, we're still at a kind of a, a place where I don't think the tipping point has been reached in that the, the, the governments, particularly in places like Australia, you know, and, and still the UK and other, are, are tremendously heavy-handed in their in their attempt to stifle you know uh, people who want you know want to push back but I think it's going to get more and more intense we certainly see that in Europe and what's interesting in Europe as I'm sure you probably noticed is that several countries in Europe mostly Eastern Europe ironically have have thrown off these restrictions Romania uh, oh, yes. Bulgaria Hungary uh, Hungary which I find fascinating. These were all countries that were heavily Ostblock, and yet they've all uh, they've all said, "Nope, we're done." Well, that's you why know, because they remember yeah. what tyranny is like. They recognize yeah. it. Yeah, but I can't help but think that there would be a ripple effect. You know, in I mean, we certainly see insurrection in Greece. We see it in Italy. We see it in France. We see it in the yeah. UK. These things I don't think are going to get smaller. And the simple truth is that these governments are cannot cannot stifle these huge populist movements. If they continue to grow, eventually they will, they will be overthrown. They will have to capitulate. They will have yes. to retrench. So that's what I think. Now, here in the States, we're blessed in that we, ironically, we have this divide, right? We have this whole segment of the population that is totally opposed to the established order as it, as it exists right now, which may or may not be legitimate. And I, and I also see, as I think I said to you before we started talking, I see that there's a general disregard, a general, you know, uh, uh, flouting of, of the uh, attempts by the powers that be to, to, to ramp up the whole, you know, imaginary drama yet again. I mean, there are, again, there are isolated instances, like obviously we have here in New York City, where our mayor has seen fit to try to take it to the next level of, of tyranny. Yes. But most everywhere else, these things are not happening. So, you know, that would probably be as, 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 as far as I would want to go, and that I, I, I just think that we're going to see more and more pushback. We're going to see larger and larger uh, populations pushing back. And I think if the example of Hong Kong is, is to be looked at in any way, that they're going to become much more adept at countering any kind of uh, attempts by the government to suppress them with force, mm -hmm. less, less deadly force. If, if deadly force comes into the, into the picture, then I think that the game is off for these overreaching barbarians, because I don't think they can justify killing their populations in an attempt to, to keep them from being, you know, openly killing. It's one thing to kill them in the nursing homes or kill them in the hospitals yeah. and pretend they're all dying of this imaginary yeah. scourge. But it's quite another thing to take send the police into a public square and start shooting people. You mean in America, no. 
America and probably in most of the you know the democracies because China the Chinese Communist Party has done that before. oh yeah no, that's yeah. very different that's yeah. very different yeah but I mean I think in the states and I think in in the Europe and and the British Isles I'd be very right. difficult yeah, yeah. for them to say oh Boris Johnson to say okay we're just going to go and start shooting people I think they well the military they wouldn't would, go along with it yeah the military probably wouldn't go along with it. I mean the military's is going along with the, the suppression in Australia right now, but who knows yeah. how long that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so is that, is that enough of a prognostication? Uh, yes. I want to comment <laughs> on two things. You mentioned uh, the woman who, the 3% from the revolutionary yeah. times, it only took 3%. Yeah. Christian Northrup. Yeah. 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 The problem I think now is uh, the very advanced weapons that the, the military has. In other words, Back sure. then, you know, the British had muskets and cannons. We had that too. They had more. Okay, they had the Great Navy, but then we yeah. knew the terrain and everything. But yeah. uh, these days, of course, uh, I don't think three percent could do it, if only because of the very advanced weapons. You know, even an entire neighborhood is in revolt. Theoretically, they fire a cannon, and the whole neighborhood's destroyed. Oh well, that yeah, that might be over overstating it. But yeah, I, I get your point. But but then look yeah. at look at Afghanistan that we just. We just capitulated from what have yeah. they done for the past, what, 100 years? You know, the, what are they called? Abstract, the graveyard of empires, right? Uh, how right, many people yeah. have tried to how many well, people have tried to conquer Afghanistan? Yeah, with, that's with, true. But there's a big difference between a typical Afghan person who lives in a village, who's rough and ready, who goes to the mountains with his herds or whatever, who knows all the hideouts and mountains and the couch potato in America who sure. couldn't survive in a forest for two days, except those that have yeah, military training or whatever. Uh, that's a, they can't do without their you know modern comforts and everything. Uh, I need my a, avocado toast or I can't get through yeah, the day. That's a, that's a huge <laughs> difference there. Uh, one thing I also wanted to comment on, because you talked yeah. about the vaccines. Uh, yeah. In Japan, I don't know if you've picked that up here. Yes, I have. This Japanese mm -hmm. uh, health, not minister, but like top, doctor in, in Tokyo saying yeah. that they should stop the vaccines and start using ivermectin yep, saying this officially. Now I said, and this still hasn't been approved, but it's going yeah. in that direction. And also that they have rejected millions of vaccines. I think they were yep. Moderna because they found uh, uh, impurities metal. in them. They found well, metal, probably graphene oxide. But Yeah, you know, some what? had some black goo in them. Others had a pink glue, and others had some kind of crystalline stuff. And okay. others, uh, yeah, okay, now get this. The interesting thing is yeah. they're saying that they were uh, what they just spoiled, these vaccines. Oh, yeah, but right. But I've yeah. been saying for months, I think what they've been doing with these vaccines, there are different types of these. Mm-hmm. In other words, some people are getting the full stuff, and they're the people that are having you know, more severe reactions. Other people are yeah. probably getting salt water, saline solution. Other yeah. people are getting maybe half dosage. I think the Japanese know that, and they're putting it out like, well, we discovered impurities. These aren't going through. The so-called yeah. FDA approval for the – I don't know if you've been following that story. Yeah, it's fraudulent. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. the yeah. fraudulent approval. But yeah. when something's FDA approved, then the vaccine company – must really give them bit. all the ingredients they have within 14 days, and they must prove that all their batches, it's the same medicine. Yeah. In other words, this could be a big trap that's been set. Because yeah, there was a, if, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. You, you go ahead. There was a woman uh, named Karen Kingston. She's the former uh, yes, pharmaceutical 
Yeah, you saw it. Okay, so Stu Peters. And she's, Stu Peters. Yeah. Yeah, and she said basically game over. She said once they reveal what's in these things, <laughs> they well, and the other thing, of course, is that they can be sued for trillions. For the EU. No. Yeah, because um, they don't have immunity for the EUA thing yet, or something to that effect. I forget. Well, they've been sued on so many counts, but just just the fact they're giving different drugs, saying it's the same thing. Yeah. Imagine all the people that received the saline solution. They weren't harmed. They'll be happy, but they can say, but I'm going to sue you for a billion dollars because you didn't give me my vaccine. You yeah, yeah, no, Just sure. for that. You could sue them for millions yeah. and millions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. My crystal ball is here acting up. It's sending out sparks. It wants to be heard. <laughs> so now I'm going to give my predictions here. And I'm yeah, going to, okay. you know, this crystal ball, it doesn't always tell me the total truth, but I'm going to just tell the people what it's saying to me. First of all, the big change will come. Biden's not going to be president much longer. Now, I know I've yeah, been saying that, that since January, but people have said, oh, he's going to be in until he dies or for four years. I said, there's no way. The stage uh -huh. is set for him to leave. Whether Kamala, They might let Kamala Harris in just to get the people even angrier. Yeah. Uh, but when the big change comes, I'm, I'm going to predict what I see here in my crystal ball is going to happen. It will be a military takeover, it's, but first of all, we're going to have most likely the big economic collapse. People are going to be really terrified and totally stressed out all over the world. I think then the militaries are going to act maybe first in a country like France, but then it's going to be a domino effect. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to act, I'll say almost here simultaneously, not the same day, but with a short time frame. They're going to be taking yeah. over one country after the other. Their justification is going to be first and foremost, not necessarily, not the vaccines, but because the great economic collapse and it's going to be totally terrible. The food supply might break down. And so we have to take over now to be sure that the food supply chain is there working and things are getting so bad, the military must establish order. Yeah. Then we're going to have the revelations for the, the election fraud all over the place. And when mm -hmm. people are just wailing, you know, gnashing their teeth, oh, my pension is gone. The military is going to say, oh, by the way, we set up a new economic system and your pensions aren't going to be lost. Right. That's so in Sarah other words, yeah, yeah, I don't know how far that subject goes, but I believe there's yeah. a plan for that. They're going to let mm -hmm. the, the big collapse happen. People are going to be terrified. Everybody's be happy when a big change comes with the military. I, My crystal ball further predicts, though, that uh, they will call for a new election. I don't know whether three months in the future, six months in the future. Possibly they will install Trump when they announce the big fraud, but they'll say he's just an interim president because it's been so corrupt election, we need a new election. Yeah. And possibly it won't even be Trump. They'll have somebody else in there till the time. And I predict that at the new election, my crystal ball could be wrong here, but I think there's a good chance Trump won't even be a candidate there. But the crystal ball tells me that's a 50-50. The other things I think are more along the lines of at least 60% probable that it's going to go more or less. In other words, we have some big bad things ahead of us that are going to terrify people before the big changes that we so desire come about. But those changes are going to come about. The big danger will be then from, from the deep state, anything they throw away, like maybe a nuclear bomb here or there, or another viral you know, bio, a bio weapon, but something yeah. for real. I mean, like, you know, the plague or something like that, that they could try. I think uh, that's well, still a danger. I sense that as only being a 20% probability, but still that's to be taken into account. Yeah. 
Well, that's so, very, very impressive. Uh, my crystal ball has pushed me out onto that limb that, of course, could break. I mean, <laughs> it's totally wrong. And the buck stops here. So even though the crystal ball told me to say it, I'll accept the responsibility <laughs> for the failed predictions should I be wrong because I'm not a fanatic. You know, I can admit that I'm wrong. <laughs> but I, I, putting everything together, that would make the most sense to me. So I would like to say to people out there, don't despair even though things get apparently worse and you might have some superficial reasons there like you can't buy food because supermarket has no more food. Please stock up at least for a week, preferably two or three weeks on food and water. Uh, if you, you know, I suggest to people in America that they get a gun because if things break down, you might have bands of people going around breaking people's houses just to steal their food. Yeah, Things could get ugly, and this is a war, and it could become kinetic at least for a while. Uh, and there, there are going to be more victims in this war. And a lot of people out there are looking forward to the good times ahead. And I do believe I'm an optimist in the end. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I have a 90% feeling this is going to turn out well for humanity. But some people, even some good people along the way, are going to die. Because it is a war. I don't think that can be avoided. And uh, despite the, the fantastic med beds that might be coming our way, I don't think they're going to raise the dead. And that leads me to, <laughs> to say that, well, well, we'll end this talk for now. This official part of the talk, we can talk a little afterwards. But sure. uh, maybe one of the next talks, we'll talk about these so-called med beds, because that would be a much lighter talk, I think. And yeah. uh, a lot funnier. But hey, maybe there's something to it. Goodbye, Michelangelo. Hey, it's great talking to you as always. It's uh, such a stimulating uh, conversation, and uh, you know, it's it's always so uh, heartening to see that we're we're tuned in to all the same things. And, uh... <laughs> well, you lose some old friends and you gain some new ones, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's I guess the cycle of life in general, really. But especially in these times, it just is is speeded up all of this, right? <laughs> Absolutely, all these natural processes. So I'll say yep. to the public then, thank you for following us in this conversation and other conversations we have or that I have alone. And I'm going to be interviewing other people as well in the future. So please stay tuned. And thank you once again for joining us on The Path of Socrates. This is David Bolton, uh, together with my friend Michelangelo from New York, saying bye now and till the next time. Yep. Bye for now. Thank you.